nothing to do too Her daughter says she'll be dead with you Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, normally with Steve Elkins, but tonight, guest hosting for Steve is yours truly, Larkin, Texas. Uh, you might have uh, caught me yesterday. I was to be the guest on uh, Saturday Snack Shack with Blackbird 9, and his internet went bonkers on him, and so I managed to... Uh, pick up some airspace on his behalf. And so I'm doing the same thing in a sense for our friend Steve Elkins today. You know, Steve is recuperating. He recently had some surgery. He's going to be probably down for a couple of weeks. But, you know, Steve is a strong man. And uh, I know that you share my sentiments. All our thoughts and prayers are with Steve tonight so get well there uh steve we need you back your poor listeners are having to suffer listening to lark in texas again we can't have this anyway for tonight y'all i'm going to share with some with you uh something i wrote only recently mostly uh it was originally intended for a local woman a woman i uh, fondly regarded as one of the mad mommies. You know the type. They're down at the uh, city councils. They're at the school board meetings, and they're complaining about what's happening to their children, what's happened to the curriculum in the public schools. And um, there are certain people out there, which I regard as the mad mommies, who are getting down to the nitty-gritty of what in the world is going on. So anyway, I... Uh, there's a local woman who uh, has three children in college. She's just only 50 years old. But uh, she is uh, very close to being what I term a, a Dallas blue blood. I mean, this woman is just exuding class. But she's also a pistol in her own way, although at the same time an ardent Christian. And I so admire this woman. Uh, she interviewed me. Uh, sometime, I think, in October of 2021. And remember, this is a little one or a, a local woman. So I don't have a whole lot of uh, dealings with the locals, uh, as I've indicated before, uh, because I've lived pretty much as a hermit for, oh, gosh, since about 2008. And I'm not that's nothing to brag about, particularly, but it's just the way it is. And anyway, she was... Um, put in touch with me um, by a woman in Philadelphia. And it was arranged by Brian and Jenna in Olympia, Washington. 
And of course, they pestered her and pestered her, the woman in Philadelphia, because the woman locally to me uh, is her friend. And they've done uh, quite a quite a few things together. And um, you'll know her name as Allison McDowell, and her website is wrenchinthegears.com. And the local woman's name is Lynn Davenport, and uh, you'll know her with a search of social impact podcast, if you will, with Lynn Davenport. And the name of the uh, title that she gave that 29-minute, 19-second interview of me uh, in October or so of 2021 is titled Communitarianism, Tyranny with a Smiley Face. And you can find that today. And you can listen to that day, uh, that that uh, interview, if you wish. Uh, but I think it's quite good, and I think it's it says uh, it speaks well of Miss Davenport that she prepared the uh, the show notes for that uh, after the fact, and uh, bearing in mind that she was like most of everyone is is quite new to this. Uh, this word and this topic for discussion. And that's why you really hear very little about it. But there are words, there are reasons for that. And we're going to uh, delve into that because I'm going to introduce y'all tonight to a woman in Australia by the name of Cindy Niles. And she has an article and uh, uh, a podcast recording uh, on republicbroadcasting.org so I sent that in on her behalf and uh, I was surprised that the uh, the good people at RBN chose to publish that so if you do a search on republicbroadcasting.org using the search bar Cindy Niles like the river with an S you'll find it and we're going to play that uh, in its entirety sometime during the first hour so about 30, 30, 40 minutes. But first, I'm going to share this with y'all. The title is Steal These Words, but edit for brevity and make them your own, Adna. It begins. Just curious, but why do we too often fail to make mention of the demonstrably provable, deleterious, and still very harmful physiological effects from all this wireless techno baloney? While we're being systematically and rapidly surrounded by a real-life digital panopticon, too few voices are speaking out forcefully on the quite serious health effects this grin technocrapola is actually causing us. GRIN, remember the acronym, genetics, robotics, information, and nanotech. Hence, the title, communitarianism, tyranny with a smiley face. Are there no real doctors, nor real scientists, say with a sense of morality, who can be enlisted to our cause? Or make that your cause? In parentheses, I add, just pretend a few may be out there. I realize it's a bit of a stretch. I thought I was living in the Bible Belt, for heaven's sake. If so, then where the hell are they? You know, the Christians... Are they just too darn busy earning their livings 
sitting their fat, dimply arses at some godforsaken computer desk to give this scarcely a second thought? No wonder we as a people have been conquered. Let me repeat that. No wonder we as a people have been conquered. The banksters figured we was too used up and too dumbed down to even be worth saving. What the hell else can be done with those forgotten old whores and horses who've done lost all of their teeth along with all of their charm? After all, they sure as hell still be a shooting them road hard and wet bedraggled old racehorses too. So don't tell me they don't. Therefore, we really must be needed a cullen by any and all use your means necessary to that one great and final occasion. Yep, you got it. Our appointment with the man and your destiny. And yeah, thus far, the technoslaves appear to be doing one fine job of it. So yowza, great job there, are, boys and girls. Shazam. Wait, ain't y'all just a fine bunch of yahoos and a whoopsie doos? I declare, personally for me, at this sober juncture in humanity's histories, I just can't help feeling compulsory public education has been proven the abysmal failure and that it must be done away with if ever we hope to save ourselves from this veritable army of tech-crazed zombies and out-and-out criminals who seem hell-bent on outbreedness like so many houseflies a pestering us to death. And twas public education, y'all. That's what created this scourge, this rot, this pox upon our houses and lands. So in high time, we finally got round to ridding ourselves of this incredulous forced warehousing of our country's most valuable real assets. Compulsory, huh? Forced and compelled performance. But with no meaning of the minds, no equal consideration, and doesn't fraud vitiate all contracts? Public schooling, indeed. Think of the hefty, burdensome taxes on our homes alone that feeds all of this insanity. This world's a goner, just plain bonkers, and it sickens me to no end to have to witness the actual consigning of a nation's precious youth to a holy hell. Right here on earth, a wholly unlivable, unimaginable hell, I might add. As for the masses of asses and all of them ass clowns calling themselves the professional class, those power-suited dimwits who allowed this misbegotten phantasmagorical shit show to go on at the behest of their fearsome money masters, what more could be said? No worries. Your own children and their grandchildren will one day say it for you. After they've spat on your graves, they'll vote to turn all your cemeteries into lamentils. Oh, and as for that vote count? No, not coincidentally. It'll routinely by then be monopoly driven too and outsourced to Dominion. And the certifiers of such election will, of course, naturally be but canned voice automatons or glazed and crazed-eyed humanoids 
said to be under some contract or spell and what other other. Which is to say, they're bound to protect somebody's right to conceal something you ain't privileged to be a party to, Lar Baba. The people will know this to be true simply because they heard or read of it on that midday news feed fed nifty into their smart devices like clickwork. Oh, did you mean to say clockwork? Anyone still left with a memory and who is insisting they're still fully human will by this time be too damn punch drunk and defeated to even think about pitching a fit. The tech gods will have fried what's left of their sorry shit for brains. This is how I feel about it, y'all. We need to bring some ammunition. It's not just what they're doing to the curriculum. It's not what they're doing to their minds vis-a-vis this connection, this hyper-connectivity, you know, to machines and faux people and faux voices and faux authority. It's what is it they're doing to the public health, not just to your children, your grandchildren, the people in the schools, public or private, in the hospitals, the universities, wherever they have a captive audience, especially of young people and infirmed people. Let's collect all the data on. Let's make these machines learn to be as much like us as humanly possible so that we can be bamboozled into thinking a machine uh, or a ghost inside of a machine. Somebody that says that they're with the community asserts should be our authorities. What has happened to America and to Americans? I'm against it, as Federico might say. I'm against it. So, yeah, it's for those school board meetings, ladies, mostly. It's not just what the data collectors, their fat contracts with the school district, with the county, etc., are attempting to accomplish all these so-called charities and philanthropies and so forth. We know that they're at the root of all this because we've got a new economic system coming into view. It's called socially social engineering as a service. I'll say it again. Social engineering as a service. You will comply. You will be complacent. And thereby, you will be complicit. They have to engineer that buy-in first. And who best to do that with? But all the success-driven folk that we know are all around us. They want to get ahead so bad, they don't give a damn how it's done, how it happens. They want to get theirs, and they want to be a good team player. They want to demonstrate that they are on board, boy, and they have taken to the social conditioning well. 
They're doing this from cradle to grave, P through 20, preschool all the way through graduate school, career to work, school to work. It's 100% total information awareness. And guess what? We feed it. We teach it. One day, it's going to be machines telling you what you can and can't do. It's all conditional access. Remember, digital ID, digital currency. You will have been made a slave. You and me, all of us. Meanwhile, the techno slaves will wage war upon all of us. And they'll be coming from all directions. They call it depopulation, but that's just a one-word euphemism for what it is. It's total war. The hospitals are waging war upon you. The universities, the, the law schools, the medical schools, the people that, that uh, deliver your water through your taps, the people that are spraying the skies over your heads every day. The people that are feeding the shit show through their TVs for your derelictation. Derelict. There's the operative word. Anybody that watches TV today, their brains have been pixelated. There is nothing on that boob tube worth knowing about it because it's all lies. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. I don't believe a damn thing they say and I don't give a damn what they say, what they think, that they tell you you're supposed to think. This is un-American, y'all. These people are not qualified to think for me or for you or for your children, quite frankly. They are not qualified. I don't know about y'all. I have never met the man in my life, and I'm almost 69 years old, that was qualified to think for me. And to have a, make a decision about my life. I am the, I'm the authority, Okay. I'm the authority, not you, not Dr. So-and-so, not Mr. Uh, Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates or, uh, you know, whoever it is that we're supposed to admire because they're being paid a whole lot of shekels, a whole lot of fake money because they're being bought off to enslave you. I have no fond regard for somebody because they're rich because they're better looking than me, more handsome than me. And neither should you. We'll be back.
consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you.
Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So what I'm setting up for y'all is this. For all you mad mommies out there, and I admire you so much, we need to bring some real ammunition to the party, y'all. It's it's more than what they're doing with the school curriculum. It's more than, uh, uh, oh, you know, drag queen story hour. That's more than that. It's more the fact that they're trying to teach the children what to think and not how to think. This is a crime. It's a crime. But what more so is a crime is what they're doing to the public health, including that of your children. This technology is dirty. But if you really want to get some ammo collected unto yourself, then you need to be apprised of the plan. The master plan that they're working from, whether they realize it or not. Because remember, shills and dupes come in all flavors and sizes. The, the thing is, though, whether one is a shill or a dupe, the result is the same. Yes, what's going to happen is these people are going to conflate morality with ethics, with values and traditions look these things up they are different your weapon is the fact that what is going on today is patently immoral it's immoral it's un-american none of it is good and when we come back I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. to notoriety and put ourselves on the map, I think, uh, here in Victoria and in Melbourne. And I would uh, hazard a guess that it has to do with how long the program has been been running here Um, and also that we're not just designated as a resilient city and smart city, um, but also that we've taken um, on membership to the Strong Cities Network, and these all have to do with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And Strong City uh, designates uh, basically, in layman's terms, stronghold. So we did get an accelerated program here. Um, the the reasons why are, you know, speculative. Um, there isn't, you know, any spokesperson for the United Nations coming out and saying, well, you know, Mel, we've chosen Melbourne for X, Y, Z reasons. Um, but definitely, yeah, this is what sort of put us on the map. Um, besides, you know, the tennis, I suppose, the, uh, Australian Open, which is probably the only other thing that we were ever known for. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's that, you know, the, uh, the inversion that, that did come before COVID. Um, and that inversion was Melbourne winning the award for most livable city. Um, I, I think we won the award seven times. Yeah, and I each heard you time say that, it became yeah. more preposterous and more absurd um, to yeah. anybody who had their eyes 
not their eyes open, but to anybody who actually reflected on their lives um, and who had lived in some other country and had experienced anything outside of Melbourne, um, those people would have understood that uh, there's something going on. So, there Are the Strong Towns named after Maurice Strong, who was, I think, a Canadian? There's something going on, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Cindy Niles from Australia. Uh, you'll find that interview uh, on republicbroadcasting.org. Remember I said, Cindy Niles, like the river, with an S. The interview on Fakeologist. And it's titled, Cindy Niles' Interview on Fakeologist, Social Engineering and Communitarianism. I suggest you all give it a listen. Cindy Niles' Interview on Fakeologist. That's from Toronto. That's Tim in Toronto, Canada. Uh, Social Engineering and Communitarianism. Now, remember, it's more than the assaults aforementioned upon all of us, but especially on the infirmed and our children, the college students. I mean, these people that are being turned out in these universities today have all been royally brainwashed, folk. Hate to break it, do you? But it's provable. It's provable. And we are being assaulted, literally assaulted. 4G, 5G, 6G, it doesn't matter. Believe me, they have a plan. And it's more than just sustainable development and the 17 sustainable development goals. It's more than Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Remember, it's a philosophy. It's an ideology. It is a language, a specific language that you have to know about. Communitarian buzzwords. You think they mean one thing, but they mean something more specific altogether and entirely. It's a religion. It's a system of asset and resource management, your management. Micromanagement, all because of the hyperconnectivity that we all warmingly and lovingly embrace unwittingly. It's also a religion and it is a law. The word is one word in the English language. And yes, it's a mouthful. But the word is communitarianism. And the law is one law that supersedes all others. It's known as communitarian law. Remember, all law enforcement in this country since 9-11 is communitarian law enforcement. All brought under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security which was planned in advance. And don't you think the courts have given over, been given over to this type of law as well? I think so. It's provably so. So the other piece of the puzzle is that we've got to know something about communitarianism and communitarian law. Type it into your search engines because no one you know is talking about it. Satisfy yourself that you 
know what it is because you want to know who and or what is your enemy. What are all these brainwashed people trying to put over on you? Oftentimes, unwittingly, unknowingly themselves. And guess what? You're going to see it at every turn. Everywhere you look. Now, when you go to those school board meetings and those before the county commissioners and those city council meetings, now you're armed with the facts. You're assaulting us. You're hurting our kids. You're damaging our health. And you're bringing in to our world something that's foreign and un-American and absolutely immoral. So now I'm going to ask Sam to play for y'all so you can drown me out for about 34 minutes before we take calls. 512-248-8252. This piece entitled Neurolinguistic Programming for the Community. I give you Miss Cindy Niles. Hello, my name is Cindy. I'm in Victoria Inc, Australia Incorporated. Um, I haven't done a video on this channel, uh, which uh, got a couple of bans um, in a row um, for over a month now. Um, I did make a backup account. Some people found it and others didn't. Um, I'm hoping that you'll connect with me on that channel as well, or profile or whatever account, um, for, you know, when this one gets closed down again. Um, what did I forget? The date. Today is the second, Wednesday, the 2nd of March, um, and it is 2220, 20 past 10 in the evening. I'm going to try to keep it really short this time. Um, who am I addressing? I'm addressing everybody who talks about community, um, everybody who thinks it's one of those nice words and gets a warm, fuzzy feeling inside them when they, they hear it, and the people who use it as an argument. Um, we, I used to teach children and uh, teenagers and adults to use it um, in their essay writing as an argument. Um, you know, when you're trying to put forth as a persuasive um, point of view, you know, say it's good for the community because you'll always get lots of points for that because, mind you, these students were sitting um, exams uh, to prove their proficiency in English um, or they were sitting the first certificate or whatever. Um, and they that whole system, the Cambridge system, um, is is all interlinked with UNESCO, which is United Nations. That's what the UN of UNESCO stands for. Um, so, you know, these were those, you know, hints that would, you know, these, they had to hack the test, say this, um, say it's for the community, it's good for the community. Um, um, but it's, let me read the piece to you. Um, I'm reading, so if you've already uh, read my post, um, you might not even want to watch this video because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the post for the people that don't like reading. Um, and 
So I'll commence. We've been bludgeoned to death via schooling and other social engineering mechanisms to stop thinking at the utterance community. For the good of the community, a benefit to the community, a boon to the community, to foster community, a threat to the community, for the community's safety, and more recently, community standards, um, strong community spirit, resilient community, sustainable community, um, inclusive community, diverse community, equitable community. Are you angry yet? The question begged is, what is the community? Sometimes it's explicit, the business community, which we in turn decipher as business owners defined within proximal geographical parameters of our own imagining. For instance, the local high street or mall may be lined with mega commercial retailers whose profits are shipped offshore. Thus, community loses its warm local flavor, but only if you think it through. Farming community is another prime example. What makes them a community? Do they coordinate with each other? Do lemon growers have dinner with cattle graziers? Why use the term community at all? It adds nothing to meaning. Just call them farmers, or does it make a difference? It's a social engineering construct, propaganda, neuro-linguistic programming designed to make people feel a sense of obligation to a group to which they are ostensibly a member. I'm going to repeat that one, that bit. That's a really important, like it's the crux of the argument I'm making. It's a social and community is a social engineering construct, otherwise known as propaganda, otherwise known as neuro linguistic programming designed to make people feel a sense of obligation to a group to which they are ostensibly a member. Are you a, valid, a valued member of the community? Do you have evidence of reciprocity on a personal level? Reflect on your local municipality. Consider rubbish collection, parking, getting approval to add a bathroom to your house. The local council goes out of its way to make you comfortable and to bring you prosperity, right? Or perhaps we can talk about the schooling community making life a breeze. How about the policing of your community? that devotes 99% of its manpower to either collecting revenue or intimidating the hell out of the people for pre-crime. You know, you're going to get fined. We're going to catch you. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't park here. Don't speed. Don't drink. Don't. You, can't, you can't even drink a beer in a park in, in Victoria. Um, sorry. I'm interjecting in my own writing. Hang on. Um, 
Let's talk about the health community. Oh, there's a favorite of mine. They bombard you with generic messages to direct you to screening for whatever is in vogue for your age bracket, give you notice for another injection, or tell you how negligent you are because you haven't made an appointment to look at your teeth for $300. Perhaps we can talk about the holistic health community, making bank for dealing with the fallout from the allopathic circuit. A hundred different modalities and methods to choose from and experiment with until you run out of funds or find something that works after being a guinea pig with fewer side effects, of course. Why on earth does the word community hold any sway with us at all when our only exchanges with strangers are commercial trade? Community is a warm and fuzzy, meaningless word unless you start thinking communal, communal space, better off calling it a public space unless you're describing a private property in which everyone who pays gets to use it. Do yourself a favor and scroll up to the bulleted examples marked with the square, and that's that list I read out of, um, you know, resilient community, the boon to the community, equitable community. Has your life been improved on any of those points or are you always expected to oblige, give, compromise and sacrifice? Because that's what they're asking for, right? When they say do it for the community, they're asking you to um, compromise something or to oblige or to give or, you know, to volunteer or to sacrifice something. When did you get something? Like, aren't you a member of any community? Can you cite an example? Which group or community did that for you without financial incentive? Where's this diatribe heading? I would kind of like to ask each individual dissenter, every resistor who reads this or who hears this, uh, to stop using a term we've been brainwashed to think means something it doesn't. The word you're looking for is a verb and a noun, which makes it versatile. What the solution, uh, solutionists are describing we ought to do is network or create a network so we can trade our wares, produce and skills. Most of us have never, ever been interested in sharing a bathroom or kitchen with strangers. That it may come to that, for strictly survival purposes is not in dispute. However, do not expect that there won't be a proprietor to whom you must answer. In plain English, communal settings don't mean freedom. There are other people's rules to follow, ones that will be said to cater to the community of random people residing there. But the truth is this, he who owns sets his rules. Community is a word form of common and commune from which com communism is derived. Together, shared, not owned are all synonyms. The new and improved version of slavery is called communitarianism derived from community. The synonym is others. You might ask, which others? The answer is other people, 
you know, that group, but not you. <coughs> Communitarianism is about owning nothing, sharing everything, abandoning individual rights and claims and handing them to others. <coughs> we are a network of individuals. We ought to network if we wish to exchange or trade. We are not obligated. We are not looking for new masters. And I have linked to this post uh, quite a few of my own pieces, pieces and also some podcasts and other people's work regarding communitarianism because it's really important that that people get this word communitarianism into their vocabulary whilst they extract community from their vocabulary. Because, you know, community, 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 um, there's only so much we can take um, of this bullshit. Um, and it's really important to understand what's happening when we use it and when it's being used against us. So I shall limit, um, oh, I really do want to talk about other things. What, what, why is it, maybe I need to frame it just a little bit more. Um, so everybody knows Klaus Schwab, right? So he's like the uh, managing director, the founder of the World Economic Forum, He's got that thick German um, accent um, and his penultimate book was called The Great Reset. We all know we're going through The Great Reset, right? Build back better. Uh, you know, one world order, centralized government, centralized government slash um, corporations. Because they're in bed together this time. And that's why we can't call it communism or fascism. Because it's both together melded. We're going to call it communitarianism because that's what it is. So his second last book was called The Great Reset. But his newest book is called The Great Narrative. And they even had a conference over in um, the United Arab Emirates, I believe, just a few months ago, the great narrative, the great story. They've got to tell you a story. Why are they telling you a story? Because that's how hum that's how humans make sense of the world. Um, that's why you love Netflix. That's why we love movies. That's like why we play computer games. That's why we read bedtime stories to children. Um, a, a coherent story makes the world coherent. You know, there's a reason why something happened or there's a reason why that there was, you know, this consequence happened. That's what all those fables are about. They're about teaching children to understand, uh, you know, large concepts uh, through a story. One of the best stories in our, you know, for our time um, is... The Emperor's New Clothes. That's a story. That's a narrative. It gives you an understanding of, of so many things, right? Um, and in fact, it's a story about a story. 
if you think about it, it's a story within a story. You know, tell people this story so that you can have this reaction, so that you can bring about a consequence. So that's why understanding communitarianism is so important because it underpins not just, you know, this philosophy of how we're going to go about it in words like communitarianism or, or community. It's a framework to understand the politics and the laws. So a lot of people are talking about constitutional law and common law and this law and that law, and it's like, um, and a whole lot of people like me are going, but what happened? You went to court or you can't get a hearing or it's been thrown out or this or this, you know, like it doesn't make sense unless you have a framework that does make sense. And that framework of communitarian law, which is superseding all of our constitutional laws at the moment, is that we are putting the community, that arbitrary nothing word, which is just others but no one ever, okay? We're putting the community above the individual. And this is why, um, the, the, this is the reason for getting a vaccine or wearing a mask. Like, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the others. You're doing it for the community. We are placing the community above your health, whether you like it or not. But who is that community? Did you ever see a community of individuals going, yeah, you're going to wear that mask for me. You're going to take that vaccine for me. Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. 
I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.